It's 11 o'clock. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Bruce Grove, West Edmonton Mall are online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here today for the next 54-odd minutes as we'll talk fantasy sports and whatever else you'd like to. Of course, is the game day edition. The Edmonton Oilers are in action tonight. Set to take on the LA Kings down at the Ice District. If you are going to the game tonight, Maybe get going. It's uh, pretty slow out there. Uh, it could take you some time to make your way over to the Ice District. Uh, if you are out there, eh, leave a little early. Drive patiently. Don't be angry. Turn your lights on and uh, get around safe. I got to be totally honest with you, Brandon. I was surprised how many people are in the office today. I thought for sure if you didn't have to come in here and talk, you just would stay at home and work from home today because it's kind of gross out there. But you and I made it in a bunch of... Salespeople made it in. Pretty much everyone made it into the building today. Dedicated crew of staff here at uh, Stingray Studios, reveling in the uh, residual glow of a great event Saturday night at uh, Century Sports Bar and Casino. Sean Smith, I'm sure, already bubbling around the office this morning, beaming. Yeah. We had a great dinner, a couple drinks, watched the Oilers play a pretty disappointing hockey game. Yep. But... You know what? Those are the things you can't control, the way the Oilers play. What you can control is where you go to watch the game and the uh, you know the choices made it up to that point. And the, we made a good one by going to Century because it was a, a great evening for uh, yourself, me, Kev, Donovan. My wife. Oh, right. She's <laughs> there too. I got to meet Ashley for the first time. Yeah. Real treat of an evening. It was. Uh, a good pizza. Looked like your steak sandwich. Is that what you had? Prime rib. Prime Spe- rib. Saturday special. Prime rib. Good as always. Looked great. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I talked about this at the end of last week. I have a hard time deviating when I know something on the menu is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I go nuggets for the 95% of the times I go out. Deep fried chicken. Chicken strips. Always safe. Hit me with the chicken tendies. <laughs> we uh, didn't have much success on the floor. I'll tell you guys, I we put $20 into a, a what do you, you like, the dingers? As well, you like to a call slot, once again, you can use that as an encompassing <laughs> term, but a slot machine is not, technically dingers are VLTs. Okay, so it was a slot machine. Dollar, hit it, boom. I win 100 free spins. I proceed to win three of those free spins for a grand total of $49 or 51 gave it away right back uh, yeah. into the, the casino, but it was a good time had by all uh, you were on the tables, you and Donovan. Well, you had more success than Donovan, the intern that I did, uh, but it was brief. It was limited success. Uh, thought I should have just cut my, uh, cut my, they weren't even losses cut, cut out it even when we went back to watch the, the start of the game. Then we went back at the second intermission, and that's where I just flushed it all down the tube again. But the Dingers, VLT bank over in the corner, they salvaged me a bit. Wildlife, one of my favorite games. You can find it in probably every one of your local dive bars, corner of uh, Rosie's Karaoke Tavern just off White Avenue. <laughs> it's a classic and uh, and my go-to if I see it anywhere. Always a good time. Uh, the text line is one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. We'll take your text, emails, Connor at sports1440.ca, Brandon at sports1440.ca as well. Of course, uh, the Oilers in action tonight talking about the uh, Kings and Oilers. We'll get to that in a second here. Uh, but into the text box we go. J-Lock says, need some reflection on Matt Rempe today. Fighting is alive and well in this league. Yeah, we saw Matthias Yanmark throwing bombs on Saturday night against the Flames. Rempe for sure. Five games played. What, three fighting majors so far? The guy who 
kind of worked his way up, spent some time with the Spruce Grove Saints and the Seattle Thunderbirds. Just 21 years old, year and a half with the Hartford Wolfpack out in the AHL and up to New York the last five games. Uh, Brandon, what, when will it stop? Is he going to have to fight every single game, or do you think maybe uh, someone on the team says, hey, you don't have to prove it to us anymore? For his sake, I hope he does not, because uh, <laughs> he's taken a bit of a licking in the last couple times out, both uh, against Matthew Olivier uh, yesterday in Columbus, and then even on Saturday against Nick Deloitte, who is, uh, I talked about with Kevin this morning, probably the premier heavyweight in the league. He's, he's not a big guy. He's just six one, but... Um, very tried and true. He's been doing it for a long time, so he kind of knows the ins and outs. And for giving up six inches in height and reach to Rempe, he certainly held his own, and that was an old-school tilt of just a minute straight of (laughs) bombs landing on each other. For Rempe's sake, I hope he does not have to fight every night, and I certainly wouldn't expect that to continue. But it's tough when you're a young kid and you kind of say, like, well, I'll be honest, not a lot else uh, providing in the lineup. Um, Because even if you go back down his uh, stat sheet from his time, in uh, the WHL, in Hartford, uh, in the minor leagues, and even back to his junior A days. Not a prolific score, right? I mean, obviously, the big body, you can't teach size. And so this is how he he thinks he can stick in the lineup. He's going to do what he thinks necessary, probably up until maybe some teammates or, or even a coach say, hey, man, like, uh, you know, you don't have to drop the mitts. And if, if you don't, I'm not immediately going to be pulling you out of the lineup. Show us you can provide other things, right? Because even a lot of the other... Um, fighters in the league including Nick Deloye they do other things he kills penalties uh, and they provide a little more versatility not just strictly you know get on the ice drop the mitt sit in the box and do it over again because penalty minutes highly dwarfing Rempe's total time on ice through his handful of games played in the NHL so far so it uh, it could be a bit of a short short life if he just thinks he has to get out there and uh, bruise up the knuckles and take a few off the forehead every time he sees uh, sees the ice yeah I believe he was a part of that Thunderbirds team that lost the Oil Kings mm. in the WHL final uh, depending where you go 6-7-6-8-2-40 an absolute beast of a man big man <laughs> big man and uh, yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes uh, Alfred says prime rib how much Prime rib was on for a very good special, like wasn't 12 it? Twelve bucks, yeah, twelve bucks. Prime rib steak sandwich. They got a nice little sauce they put on it too. Like um, I don't even know what it qualifies. Like maybe some sort of garlicky sauce, uh, kind of on top of the bread underneath the steak. So that was good. Fries on the side. They had a soup on special, but it didn't didn't tickle my fancy. It sounded great to me, but the face you made really showed. I, I kind of yeah, and the waitress knew as well. She's like, "Not for you." I was like, "Yeah, chicken and rice." I'll be honest. One of my favorites. When, when I ask, and I do it everywhere, no matter the restaurant, they say that soup's an available side. I'll ask, do you have a soup of the day? They'll tell me. I'm just constantly waiting to be told that it's loaded baked potato so then I can jump all over that. And then anything else I get told, oh, it's beef barley. Oh, it's garden vegetable, chicken noodle, uh, chicken and rice, as it was Saturday night. I'm just kind of left a little disappointed. And then I river back to a safer bed of uh, fries or salad. Um this time opted for the fries because I know how good they are down there. So it was a great meal overall and for a banging good price that I thankfully did not have to pay for. Alfred follows up 12 bucks. Where again? Century Sports Bar and Casino, Fort Road, Fort Saturday Road. night special. They got a different special every night. Like I kind of want to go there on a Friday. It's the um, pulled pork quesadilla on Friday nights, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go check that out. I think the six of the seven days I'd love it. I think there was one seafood. <laughs> Yeah, and you're not a seafood guy. I'm not a seafood guy. As we, as we learned at our uh, staff Christmas party, the Fantasy Frenzy staff Christmas party <laughs> at Bubba Gump. Fried chicken. What, I, what do I say? Fried chicken. Majority of the time, fried chicken. Mitchell texting in to one 401 
Heavyweight tight uh, heavyweight fight this Saturday. Reeves versus Rempe. I is, mean, Ryan, is Ryan Reeves currently in the Leafs lineup? Well, maybe you got to address him for this one. So so Rempe doesn't run wild on those. I thought he was stars. hurt. Maybe he's better. <laughs> a text coming in here, Darren. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 44% of the face-off circle. Is that good for a second-line center? I was looking it up the uh, face-off statistics right now. In terms of percentage, Kuzmenko is leading at 100%, but he's only taken one, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> when it comes to people who have taken a few more, uh, Jeff Carter is up to 64%, Jamie Benn, 62 Blake Wheeler, 61 Tavares, 60 So I wouldn't say it's elite. It's- and I'm pretty sure, I, I don't have it in front of me, but just based off of games I've watched this year and kind of past uh, past couple seasons, those guys don't play center full-time. Their, so their total number of draws taken is probably are probably not particularly even John Tavares now plays more on the wing um, than he does in the middle. I th- like I said, that's a kind of speculation almost type of a, a statement. But man, if you're a full time face off guy, fifty percent if you can win fifty to fifty one percent of your face offs, you are doing a good job. Which is it's crazy to think that that's a, a good stat. Well, I mean, and if you just look at Amount of faceoffs won. Sidney Crosby's won the most this year, 742. That puts him at 59%. That's very good. Trocek's up to 60%. Also very good. 648. So, yeah, I mean, there are some guys. Erickson Eck, he's won a lot, but he's still under 50%. He's at 49. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not elite, but it, I don't know if it's killing you. And the thing about, like, faceoffs so much, uh, even the, the play of your wingers and stuff, like, are they willing to come in and come and like you know do the dirty work on the draws sometimes they just sitting back with like you know an ozone face off waiting for the one timer on the top of the dot it, it, it there's a lot of factors that go in i i don't simply condemn uh like 44 percent. yeah that's not great but once again ryan Nugent hopkins hasn't taken a ton of draws this year and a lot of them are on the penalty kill when he does take them so it um i i would agree darren 44 for your second line center not ideal but as Kevin and I talked right at the end of the show, how many times uh, during this recent stretch have we seen the Lions get shaken up mid-game if things aren't going well? So uh, who knows if uh, Ryan Newton Hopkins will even be taking second-line draws by the end of tonight's contest. Hard to say. But 44%, not ideal. Not great. Uh, more questions coming in here. Food-related. Crazy how this always seems to pop up. Amazon driver asking a question that I've often thought of myself. I thought I made a Twitter poll about this once but i i can't find it so i can't even confirm the results do you prefer chicken nuggets strips fingers or tenders in my mind strips fingers and tenders are all the same thing but a different name yeah i th- well here if you're if you're ordering them at a restaurant there's very few things quite as emasculating as being like can i get the chicken fingers chicken tenders there's chicken strips certainly the slightly a more respectable way to order them definitely not nuggets but I mean, like, but like, man, if you're at the old uh, Mac D's drive-through, late night, maybe perhaps, you're telling me you're not getting an order of McNuggets. I go for the tenders all the time. I think tenders are the most most common name for them now. Well, and most, yeah, mature. You know, you're at a restaurant; it's chicken tenders. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so I'll uh, I'll start with the nice red, whatever your uh, best vintage is, and then I'll go with the chicken tenders, please. The fried chicken. Does red wine even go good with chicken? And a nice batter with a dipping sauce on the side. 
Always on the side, never on top. Yeah, I think I'd probably go that way. Just curious, why do you entertain the questions about from the guys who talk bleep about Nuge? They're all idiots. <laughs> oh, Paul, you know what? It is good to fire up people every once in a while. And I will say, Darren's text, fair question. He wasn't necessarily condemning him. He just phrased his question, is this good? Yeah. It, and I yeah. would say, not really. It wasn't like, uh, this guy's brutal. It wasn't like... Was it Thursday when we had Nuge hate after a game he didn't even play? Sometimes you just got to shine the light on those people, and, and maybe those people can have a little self-reflection, like, oh, I am one of the few people that see it this way. Everyone else seems to disagree, but hey, you know what? It, it, it fires people up. I actually, on our Facebook page yesterday, just very simple question, Oilers fans, what's wrong and how do you fix it? Comments blew up. Some saying... Let them play through this. The good, they'll work it out. The good news is, is that this city is full of hockey experts and very opinionated people. And I, I, I say that, you know, somewhat sarcastically, but at the same time, there's a lot of people in this city that have been fans of this team for a long time, watched a lot of hockey, and they and they do know something. So, I mean, you know, them dropping their opinions either here on our text line or um, if they somehow get a hold of Ken uh, Holland's email address or something, I don't think necessarily going to make any changes. But you, you often vocalize or in this case uh, put to text um, or, or Facebook comment what you'd like to see, like your vision of the team, right? And that's not really how it works. Uh, the, the guys are in charge for a reason and they do so. But I, I think those that are saying let them play through it, I mean, that's kind of the only thing you really can do at this point. There's there's not going to be any massive changes to this roster, I don't think, between now and the trade deadline, barring uh, maybe a, the Oilers being suddenly willing to pay a lot more for one of the last few big names out there, I think it'll probably just be depth additions at this point because the couple of the bigger names already off the table in Monaghan and Lindholm. Don't think the Oilers were necessarily in on either of those guys, but it, it gets, it's not a huge crop of, of trade deadline pieces dangling out there, um, especially in the case of Ken Holland, who likes to acquire players with terms. So it, um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of changes. This is kind of probably the group that for the most part is going to be playing down the stretch and into the playoff run. Gord Oil says, I'm going to be that guy going with drumsticks. But, I mean, that's like uh, if you're getting wings, right? I, I don't know if they're ever like, on the menu listed as drumsticks, are they, Gord Oil? Well, if, like, you're getting from a, an actual fried chicken place, um, mm, yeah, that's then, true. then yeah, I think you can specify, like, yeah, I'd like the drum or the breast or, or whatever. You could make the request, yeah. Right, I, I'll, I'll say it. I'm not a huge fan of, like, traditional, like, bone-in fried chicken. I think it's really inconvenient to eat. And, like, do I like the taste? Yes. But the convenience level, it's kind of rarely worth it. Oh, the taste is so good. It's always worth it. Fried chicken. That's skin? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's the thing. I, well, I think that was a South Park episode. <laughs> like, the guy, so good. He just literally goes into the ba- the barrel of chair, the ba- bucket of chicken, and just peels all the skin <laughs> off while everyone else is carrying the groceries in. And he just eats all the skin off the entire bucket of chicken. I could do that. I would be quickly uh, assaulted physically by my family members, my sister's mother and father, because they like it just as much. But I, I just think, like, the convenience level, I'd rather just have a nice basket of chicken tenders. I mean, it's there's no bad way to consume chicken, in my opinion. I was invited to my parents for dinner, and they did shake and bake. I had never had shake and bake. Oh! And I shouldn't say never. I haven't had shake, <laughs> shake and bake in like a decade and that skin was so good that fat Efron says you guys need a sponsor who sells soup and you can do soup of the day plug in the fantasy frenzy hour 
hey, if anybody wants to, anyone's listening that has a soup of the day on their menu and they want to advertise, We're let couple, us know. A couple big soup boys in here, so. Every Inclu- including Kevin Karius, although Kevin would have a hard time plugging other places' soup because it's his belief that the soup he makes is the best of every variety. And I've had some of them. They're very good. Doesn't he say that about everything he makes? Pretty much. Sometimes it's his uh, wife's. Sometimes it's his, even his mother-in-law's. He's uh, a calm. I can't remember what exactly he said his mother-in-law makes. That's the best there is. Maybe Borscht. I can't remember. Fat Efron also saying nuggets are for toddlers. Fingers are for kids. <laughs> strips are for teenagers. Tenders are for adults. Yeah, that's, that 100%. sounds accurate. Yeah. That's it. Uh, we got a bunch of texts here. Uh, let's just roll through them, and maybe we can get to some sports in the next segment. <laughs> We've got uh, Delta Valley Jeff says, strips, tenders, and fingers are factually the same thing, boys. Oh, yeah, 100%. It seems to vary menu by menu with what you're going to get there. Pillman says, bring up Campbell. I'm going to put you as marked as unread. Maybe we'll come back to that one. I don't want to mute you by accident. Paul says, I thought you had me in the system as flooring ninja. Paul is boring. Uh, we've <laughs> given up your name, Paul. But as we speak, I'm actually going to save you in there as Flooring Ninja. Much better. Brett from Stoney says, nothing beats chicken strips and gravy from A&W. Nothing. Popeye's Crunch Sandwich from Alfred. Jeremy or J-Lock says, this hour needs to be renamed the Small Talk Special with your favorite local pros. <laughs> yeah, we're getting by. We want to talk sports. Text in some questions about sports, guys. Well, I just... Uh. <laughs> and one more here. <laughs> hey, boys. There we go. Okay. Hey, boys. I'm originally from Vancouver, and while living in North Van, there was a restaurant that always attended because he had some amazing food on their menu, but... Or not on their menu, but on their appetizers. They had fried chicken skins, Cajun style, and oh, my God, it was awesome. You got a basket of fried chicken, Cajun skins, and fries. What a nice little meal coming in from Chris. That does sound quite delightful. I don't know how healthy it is. Maybe a nice little treat every once in a while. Go get your chicken skin Cajun style. Okay, about the chicken thing. Just another example of, I'm sorry, of a millennial trying to get satisfaction without doing it the hard way. Signed, Tinker. You got to elaborate on that one, Tinker. Well, if this is calling me lazy for liking chicken strips as opposed to eating bone-in fried chicken, oh, yeah. I, I will actually compliment Tinker because usually when these come in, I get called a Gen Zer, which I'm not. I am, He called me a millennial, which I am. So thank you, Tinker. And if that makes me lazy, well, guilty as charged then, I guess, because it's so messy and I don't care who's making it, what restaurant or even home style. Like, it's fried chicken for a reason. It's greasy all over the hands. You need to, like, be sitting down. That's not an on-the-go type meal or anything, whereas a basket of chicken tenders, you set those on the center console of your vehicle, dip them while driving. Not today, though. Too, <laughs> roads are too dangerous. See, I've always been the one uh, I will use two fingers for it. Like, I don't need to get, like, dirty up all my hands. And if you do, you just on a, wash a them. a big piece of fried chicken? Yeah. I, I can do the one hand for eating wings. You I don't make it like a corn cob, corn <laughs> the cob <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, you yeah, just, those, just stick, stick them in your the fingers in each <laughs> Rotate it. And rotisserie yeah. style. You just I, eat I, it. Like, I can eat wings with just one hand. I don't prefer it. I, I like, get two hands on it, and then because I'm a big clean the bone right down to it, uh, pulling it off with my teeth, basically skinning the last of the bone. But, you know, that's another personal preference thing. 
We'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, we will go into the inbox. It's the Fantasy Frenzy Hour here on Sports 1440, 1-833-401-1440. Four games in the NHL, four games in the association. We'll take a look at them. Any questions, get them in to us. 1-833-401-1440. We're going to attempt to talk some sports, but as we always tell you, we go where you guys want us to go. If we uh, continue this chicken stuff, so be it. It's Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky here on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here today. The text line 1-833-401-1440. We're going to jump in head first right now. This segment brought to you by Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming experience. Our hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts, and treatments were designed for you. Every Tuesday and Wednesday, get a $30 haircut when you mention Sports 1440, only at TommyGuns.com. Get that massage, get cleaned up with a nice shave. Check it out. Worth the trip, especially in this weather. Uh, We'll go into the inbox here. Lots of questions here. Ant-Man says, hey, boys, what do you think about making a trade with Calgary for Markstrom? The Flames are rebuilding and could actually work on Campbell. Would love to hear what y'all think. So, you know what? I mean... Markstrom, you got term. You have two more years after this one. It's funny on Sport Track where I get this stuff from. He turns from thirty-three to thirty-five. <laughs> they have his age. He skips thirty-four. It's about a six million dollar cap for the next two seasons. I mean, there, there's no denying how good of a player he can be. It would be nice to have uh, a stronger. Presence there, I guess, between the pipes. Uh, getting Campbell to go the other way would probably be quite necessary for the cap space and your thrown in picks. I personally, I don't think it'll happen, but it's not the worst idea to improve your goaltending position in that fashion. I know the Oilers were in- intrigued by him in free agency before he chose to sign with the Calgary Flames, but what do you think with that one, Brandon? You think there's any chance of Markstrom out of Calgary? I would put it at very slim and none, and, and not because I don't like the player or I don't think it hypothetically makes sense, but the, the realistic outlook on this is that Stuart Skinner is the team's number one goaltender, right? The, the, yeah. They're committed to that at this point, and we've seen him be able to handle that role and play to it very successfully. The whole like, If you want to point the finger at the goaltending during this kind of recent stretch of you know pretty middling-type play, I, I'll... I'll kind of caution that, I guess, because the whole team has been in far from great. Yeah, there's some uh, stops you'd like Skinner to make, whether it's the Brad Marchand uh, short side goal or or maybe coming out and being a little bit more aggressive out of the top of his paint when going one-on-one with shooters. I totally get it, but there's a few factors at play here. One, the money Jack Campbell made, or Stuart Skinner, or (laughs) Jacob Markstrom, excuse me, makes. Yes, uh, to make it work, 100% Jack Campbell would have to go back to the way, which that is moving an undesirable asset at this point because... We have not seen him play back in the NHL. We will not see him play back in the NHL until or before the trade deadline, barring something very unfortunate. So it's an asset with negative value, right? Like you're having – so you have to pay for the price of Markstrom in terms of like his value as a player, which is very high. He's a very talented goaltender. Uh, At his best, one one of the best in the league. And then you have to pay on top of that to move out Jack Campbell. This is an Oilers team with very limited assets in terms of trade chits overall. I think they'll probably spend those assets elsewhere. 
I'm still not sure they won't go after a backup goalie, but I still think it's probably much lower on the priority list than, say, a depth defenseman um, and and probably some extra help at forward. I don't know what's out there for top six options, maybe middle six at best. Probably, once again, depth variety, try and upgrade on the likes of Connor Brown. And I hate to say it because I'm a huge fan, but even Derek Ryan, like they just maybe a different look to the bottom six that they provides different elements. This, this, I, this is just, once again, my take on it and like, if I was kind of at, at the helm, I, I don't see Markstrom as a solution here because Stuart Skinner's your long-term goaltender. Why tie yourself into a $6 million guy in Markstrom for a couple more seasons when you have Skinner on a much more affordable deal? So Markstrom, you know, I don't hate the proposition of throwing goaltenders' names out there right now, but I think a backup or, or a serviceable veteran is way, way, way more likely than an expensive bona fide number one like Jacob Markstrom. Terrible idea. Markstrom from Eric and a Gator. Eric and a Gator, your name used to be Corey. Now you're Eric and a Gator. <laughs> Changing on the fly here. Hey, shout out the Gators. Yeah. Hey. Need them today. Yeah, you would uh, need the uh, four by four. <laughs> okay, we had another one here, but I, I think it might have been doubled up here. Coach Vic says a giant bucket of fried chicken in the locker room will definitely turn the Oilers around. Fried chicken makes everything better. Yeah, we're kind of kind of on the fried chicken one. I'll just run through these fat efron says boneless wings are the worst. They are nuggets. Don't know why they call them wings. Either way, they're delicious, in my opinion. Fat nothing, nothing wrong with chicken nuggets. Good dripping in T- sauce. They're t- tough delicious. To, once again, tough to order them as an adult man, like in a restaurant setting. But that doesn't mean they're not good. Don't let your masculinity no, be tied to food. That's Brandon. what I'm Come saying. On, but I like do you. You're telling me that's not the reason they brand them that way is boneless wings <laughs> and not just saucy, sauced up nugs? Oh, well, maybe. Saucy oh. nugs. I would order saucy nugs with no problem. Yeah, I'll get an order of uh, saucy nugs, buffalo. Uh, and then, you know what? Give me a second order and make those ones honey hot, please, and thank you. There you go. Chris says, anything new on the MLB fantasy pool? Not yet, but we are about it, a month away from the season. It's coming together. Where uh, there's, it's. I think it's going to be a go based on interest from the text line, um, some kind of uh, outside sources, not necessarily that we've talked about on air, the likes of Kevin Carius, maybe even low tide, if not as a player, but as a commissioner. So I think it's, uh, I think the wheels are turning there. We'll do the official call out both on the show and probably on our social media and stuff to, to generate a full roster of players because I think it'll be fun. Yeah, as a group, uh, there'll probably be a couple ringers out there that are little, including Kevin Carius, but it'll be uh, it'll have a charity element to it in terms of a buy-in and stuff, and then probably a little prize packet uh, cooked up for a winner way down the line here in September. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's going to happen. If it, if it's just determining if it's going to be a four-team league because that's all the people that want to join, or if it's going to be like a twelve-team league, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we got a ways to go still. Delta Valley, Jeff texting it to one 1440 How about the topic of best minor hockey concessions, boys? With two kids playing out of Wetaskiwin, all state Wetaskiwin Civic Center and Beaumont's Ken Nichols Arena is having the best concessions I've ever experienced. I've been to the Ken Nichols Arena. I uh, did some Junior B lacrosse play-by-play there last summer. Did not indulge in the concessions, though. If I venture back, I guess I'll have to. Most of my 
hockey concessions are small towns scattered more into the central Alberta and even out into the east country a little bit. I mean, like, hey, Delburn Arena, I'll put them up against anybody. Um, the family that runs the arena also run a local catering business, so, like, fresh homemade soups every day of the week, um, homemade, like, pizza sub type things in the fridge, which were the classics, like, when I was younger, it'd be like, oh, man, yeah, I got to go straight to the arena after school, won't have time to take the hour bus ride home and make it back for practice. What am I going to have for lunch? Oh, how about a high guard pizza sub? Put that in the microwave. No, no, these ones are way better. They're homemade. Same thing. You nuke them, melt that cheese a little bit. So I'll put the Delburn Arena up against anybody. I mean, for me, I was always kind of a basic. Like I just wanted a little bag of old Dutch salt and vinegar chips and a root beer. So the kitchen didn't really matter. The fries, as long as they were piping, they got to be piping like, like straight out yeah. the deep fryer, crispy, just like dripping grease. And I know you're not a big poutine guy, but that's another thing that can make a big difference in the small town ranks is one like the homemade gravy yeah. uh, in a nice big pot there. Digging the cheese curds out of the the fridge there, sprinkling over those unbelievably hot fries, so you get a great melt. Yeah, but I, I I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Connor. I'm not picky. I'm a bit of a human garburator. Like I'll eat almost anything. <laughs> uh, El Nate, well, I am picky. I will say that El Nate says no doubt Skinner's going to be a stud, but at this point he's young and inconsistent, and that doesn't align with our timeline of win right now. I think the play is a package centered around Skinner for Saros. Saros all in. Have to do something to make the money work, but there's always a way. Ooh, Skinner for Saros. Uh, I'll lead this by saying I don't think Nashville would go for that because they already have their goalie of the future in the system. You're right. And Yaroslav Askarov, yeah. who has uh, looked good in his one game in the NHL this year, but he is playing very well in the minor league. And this is only a couple years removed from being the best goaltending prospect in hockey to then having a very rough go at the world juniors tournament and kind of being not cast aside but you know losing a lot of stock and now right back to the kind of top of the fray him Jesper Wallstadt um Sebastian Kosa a recent first round pick that played here in Edmonton uh still kind of up in that realm as well so I I just don't think Nashville would be game for that if the package is centered around Skinner that doesn't really entice them right because uh, why would they want to have two number one goaltenders um, yes, they're both young and, and still on cheap deals, so it's not like you're overpaying for one of them. But I, I think like if Nashville were to trade Soros, I think they'd probably like a package centered around maybe a new elite forward because that's something they don't really have. Out in like if you put Philip Forsberg in that category, um, the, the defense is obviously still elitist. As long as Roman Yossi's on that blue line, it's tremendous. Dante Fabro's really come into his own in the last couple of years. So I like if Nashville's moving Soros, I think it comes with um, a collection of picks prospects and maybe roster players that are more gives them more freedom to do what they want Stuart Skinner they know what it is and it's not something they really need crazy that I mean you know I know it doesn't let any championships but to go from Pecorine to Saros to Askarov it's almost like the Green Bay Packers How, Thomas, to, Thomas Vokun before that he, like for the, a long stretch and a uh, couple guys mixed in there uh, Chris Mason shout yeah. out my, my boy from Red Deer um, as a as a backup and kind of part time starter with the Preds too, like yeah, they've been a great goaltending factory. And uh, the last couple finished in particular with uh, Pekka Rene, probably a Hall of Famer. You see Soros, you know, still a TBD, but he's been one of the best in the league for for virtually his entire career thus far as a starter. Darcy says, "You guys are actually saying that Skinner's are a long term solution. You got more faith in him than a lot of Oilers fans do." Thanks from Darcy. I mean, it's kind of the reality right now. I mean, unless you have belief that Jack Campbell's going to turn it around, 
Uh, Olivier Rodrigue's going to show up all of a sudden. Stuart Skinner, you got him for the next two years at a $2.6 million cap hit. Very friendly team deal. I mean, unless they are going to make that move, yeah, he is your goalie of the future. Yeah, like you're 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 I'm, you're not pot committed because you don't have him signed to a six by six or something that a lot of other starting goaltenders across the league are. But the combination of the flexibility gives you price wise in this current makeup of this team, um, and what's only going to get worse, like salary cap wise. Yes, the cap's going to go up, but if if you're hoping and expecting that they re-sign Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl over the next few years, uh, they hate to break it to you, but Leon's not signing quite as a uh, team friendly of a deal this time around it's going to be a big bump in pay for him and that means you need to save money elsewhere and if you can do so on your goaltender yeah Skinner's is only for um, a couple more years but if you like unless he emerges as what we saw from January uh, or the month of January I should say for a full season I don't think he's going to be getting you know a six million dollar ticket next time around so it, it like when you're paying your top end guys the money and we see this with the Maple Leafs not to much playoff success per se, but you got to save money elsewhere. And if Stuart Skinner can provide you that in the net, then I say you run with it. And he's shown he's a top-tier goaltender when he's at his best. The one text from uh, Darcy, consistency is 100% the, the issue right now and probably to a bigger set the team defense in front of him. So uh, I, I'm not throwing Skinner under the bus. I've had my doubts about him, but I think he's uh, proven me and probably a lot of other people uh, kind of maybe turn the tide on that a bit this year because of how good he played through the whole month of January. Um, and the whole team's just in a bit of a lull right now, but I fully expect them to shake it and a few, a few ads at the deadline, maybe to shore things up around the fringes of the roster. This is still a team that is very capable of making a playoff run. Well, I mean, tonight against the Kings, if they lose, then the Kings jump them for third spot in the Pacific Division, and the Oilers are back in that wild card spot. So uh, if you need a fire under your feet, this could be the motivation to do so. Uh, JCD says people will forget that Jack Campbell had better stats than Skinner when he got sent down. Also, Campbell hasn't had a chance to play in front of the new coach and staff. Yeah, these are all facts. Uh, last one before we get to break here. What do you guys think Tanev would cost, and is it worth it? Uh, the thing about Chris Tanev is he is a... One and done player. You know, he's a UFA at the end true, of this season. True rental, a lot of tread on the tires. You're, you're acquiring a new version of Chris Russell at this point. He, it like, I don't know if Oilers fans still think this is the Chris Tanev that signed this contract in Calgary when he, when he left Vancouver. He's not really that player anymore. He's still effective, like, as a shutdown D-man and, and, uh, blocking shots, a little bit of a physical element to his game. He's not hes not like laying guys out open ice by any stretch, but he's a good player still. Uh, price would really matter here. I'm just not sure the Flames would, like, I talked about this when they traded Lindholm to the Canucks. I, I didn't think it was very likely because trading a player like that in division with the risk of signing long-term and tormenting you for years down the road, it'll be tough for the Canucks to extend Lindholm because of their their roster and a lot of skill players they have Tanev almost certainly wouldn't resign here but the flames if there's somewhere else offering a similar price you don't think they're gonna uh, choose to do that and not do their you know neighbors to the north any favors uh, i i think it's probably unlikely although i think you can probably find a cheaper player maybe one you can retain for more years uh, elsewhere around the league because depth defensemen like let's be honest, there's a lot of them that there is and it's just like you know getting your scouts out there and deeming which ones are going to give your team the best value have the best fit uh down the stretch 
Yeah, four and a half million dollar cap hit. Uh, I, I what would it take to get him? Like Cody Cece comes to mind. He's three and a half million dollars. Gets you close there with the Flames retain. But the, any? the thing is, there is is Chris Tan have a substantial upgrade on Cody Cece in the top four. Mm. I don't like substantial. Substantial? <laughs> substantial. I don't think so. Maybe the Oilers should aim higher. You're saying that, like, if if you're looking for a top four, aim higher. But if you're looking for a depth defender, like to play bottom six, maybe rot or bottom pairing, maybe rotate in. Uh, you could find a much cheaper option elsewhere. I think. Chris Tanev's IQ is higher than CC or Darnay. If I could move CC and sign Tanev for two years by three mil, I'd do it. Yeah, but there's no guarantee you're going to do that, right? We'll, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get uh, more of these texts going. We'll keep the conversation going. Uh, like Tanev, Oilers, Chicken, anything you want to talk about, Luso. 1-833-401-1440. That segment brought to you by Tommy Guns. Check them out online at TommyGuns.com. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie Douglas with you here on Sports 1440. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Dropped my phone like three times there consecutively. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at Wilhawk Beef Jerky or in person. Leduc, Spruce Grove right here in West Edmonton Mall. The best beef jerky in Alberta. I would bet my salary on it. Unofficially. I bet my bottom dollar. <laughs> I can't risk it, but it's my favorite beef jerky. So. I'll bet all my winnings from the casino on Saturday night, which as a net, was negative but i did walk out there with money still there you go uh today on the lowdown with low tide oh they got dennis bernstein great guy coming up at 12 20 also rachel dory at 12 40 gregor will be on at 1 20 they'll also do mama mma and nhl rumors and on the jason gregor show today we've got uh terry ryan in person on the computer so that was a weird way to say it. What a trap that was. But he'll be online. He'll be joining us. You can see him if you watch on our YouTube stream. Andy Petrillo will be by as well. Talk some soccer. Canada at the international level. Having some success as of late. We'll talk some Kings. Speck will be by Kevin Woodley as well as Cam Tate for the two-minute warning. Uh, shout out to you, Brandon, for playing a little 808s and Heartbreak. Underrated album, in my opinion. And the return there. Back into the text box here. Dave says, do you think we could pull off a trade with St. Louis for Colton Pareko? CC first, a second. St. Louis keeps half the salary. Thanks, Dave. Colton Pareko, great dude. I swear I shook his hand and he almost like engulfed my hand and shattered it. Now, Dave, the one problem is, and uh, Brandon, you kind of brought this up at the break there. Colton Pareko, they they retain half the salary. How long is that running them? The next six seasons. That's a long time. Very long time to keep $3.25 million on your books. When in return, you're getting a player that will be there for the remainder of the contract that Cody CC has. This year, next year. Probably not beyond that. St. Louis is in a bit of a weird spot because they're, they kind of transition, right? They move on from Ryan O'Reilly uh, last year at the deadline, Vladimir Tarasenko. But they, they, it's not like they're throwing in the towel. Like, this is a team with a lot of very talented players still. Or Rob Thomas, Jordan Cairo, they're on the younger side. Pareko, they signed Tori Krug and Justin Falk to those big deals uh, in free agency after losing um, Alex Petrangelo, another guy kind of out the door. So, and all that to say, they're only six, uh, four, 
four points out of a playoff spot currently with a couple games at hand on Nashville, who's ahead of them. Like, I, I don't see St. Louis being game for this. They're definitely not game to main, uh, withhold half of the salary for six seasons. Like, th- that is virtually no team. Pick the worst team in the NHL, the Anaheim Ducks. Like, part of the big reason why I think John Gibson remains in Anaheim is that teams can't take his full salary, and there's the, the Ducks, even in their current state, are not willing to retain half of that value for what's uh, another few seasons still. You're talking six seasons? <laughs> Three, two, five? Uh, it's, it, I would put the chance at near zero. Bacon King says, if Carolina can't sign Pesci by the deadline, do you think he becomes available? I don't know. I don't see them being sellers unless they're getting a massive upgrade okay. because they are a team that could go on a run. They're, they're Carolina always in the mix. They're a very good team. They've kind of got their goaltending sorted out a bit. Kachekov has looked much better and, you know, still kind of like Frederick Anderson skating. I, I like they don't have a timeline for return, but there's a chance he could be back in. Like they're quite comfortably in the middle of that Metro um, spot, uh, seven points back of the Rangers, but uh, just as many up on the flyers for, for the bottom of the division in terms of playoff positioning. Carolina has shown a willingness to, play hardball with their guys, and then, you know, if it doesn't work out, let them walk or, or move them elsewhere. Dougie Hamilton, Justin Falk, who I just mentioned, moving on to St. Louis. Pesci's a bit of a different piece because he's, he's a unique player, both him and Jacob Slavin, right? Because they don't have the popping offensive numbers, but their defensive prowess is unquestioned. And they're a very deep team on the back end. I mean, they brought in Dmitry Orlov, who's playing third pairing for them. He was the highest profile defenseman on the free agent market this summer so i i don't think pesci would be available i mean if he if he's out there and don waddell's floating his name as a possibility there will be a avalanche of suitors in on that player colorado avalanche maybe being one of them themselves but it like he, he's a very good pet player with such a, a manageable number even if you are just getting him for the stretch run here he's a valuable piece I, i'm just not sure he'd be made available Unless, like Connor said, it's a package that knocks your socks off. But sometimes GMs don't even listen, right? If if they're like, "We're not moving this guy," you can show shoot me whatever you want. I'm I'm not not even entertaining the notion. So it's a it's a interesting name to bring up because I think it is flying a bit under the radar. But I just don't think uh, Don Waddell and the Hurricanes in like with the current makeup of their team would be interested in it. Ontario Mom says, boys, this team is a top player short, and I think it's really hampering the consistency of the team because they have to mix up the lineup to get people going. Pavel Butchnevich's needs to be the target. Don't go after a rental for your forward edition. Use the rental on a demon for depth. Uh, Butchnevich, a $5.8 million cap hit. You'd have him for one more year. Perennial 20-goal score at the minimum. Seems like he can only go up from there. Expensive, yeah. Unfortunately, which um, as is the case, like any any move the Oilers make, outside of like a, a league minimum type salary, like where they brought Corey Perry in on, it's it has to be a money in money out transaction, virtually, right? And even if you convince guys to or other GMs to uh, retain salary and stuff, it's still going to be pretty tough situation. So the money would be difficult, but I mean, yeah, great player. Great. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like um, uh, what I just said about Pesci, albeit with, like I said, that one-year extra term that we know Ken Holland loves. Um, if available, I think there would be a lot of teams lining up. Uh, Mitchell says here, Canadian teams haven't won the Cup in forever because the team and fans are too attached to, to players. Why is Leon being signed to a huge deal? Question mark. It's a 50-goal score. He's a Hart Trophy winner. Uh, Hart Ross by. winner. 
Rocket Richard winner. Yeah. 50 goals. 50 on goals. Three separate pretty occasions. Consistently. Yeah. Those guys get paid. I don't know if Oilers fans are just a little spoiled because you have Connor McDavid here as well. So everyone else just looks like a peasant by comparison. Leon Dreisidel is a top five player in the world. At his best, number two right behind his teammate. So I don't know why people are, or people, this texter, thinking that they wouldn't want to extend Leon Dreisidel. You're telling me you'd let, let him walk away for nothing as a free agent? I can tell you that chance is zero. If there was a thing where he's made it very clear he's he will not re-sign, they will trade him. Because you do not lose a player of that caliber for nothing. Look what happened to the Flames. Yeah. John, and Johnny Gaudreau is not Leon Dreisaitl. And that call, made, a, call a spade a spade there. That made Matthew Kachuk. You had to trade him. You couldn't yeah. risk losing him for nothing. Uh, AZ says, Steel Sunkist out of St. Louis. A lot of Blues players popping up here. Uh, Nick says, the reason I think Pareko is a possibility is because he comes up as a trade option in St. Louis media. No salary retention, but I would sell the farm for him. I think it's more like Campbell, three first, Broberg as a starting point. Um, I don't think you need to listen to what the media says. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just my opinion. Hey, us, us included, right? We're, we're like, oh, I'm even, talking about us. Yeah. <laughs> even, even right now, like we're just, we're just spitballing, like throwing ideas around. Like what, like I said, we kind of threw it into the listeners' hands who are the fan base. What would you like to see the Oilers do? And bringing in a, a defenseman of Colton Pareko's um, caliber, he, he's he, like, he really burst onto the scene, right? Big guy, moves incredibly well, offensive upside, but he had a bit of a downturn. He's really like, he's looking a lot more like the player we first got to see um, with the Blues. So, uh, like I said, it would be a steep price. Like I said, zero money retained for sure. There's no way St. Louis would do that. That's a big t- ticket to bring in um, to fit into the Oilers' current cap hit, which is pretty like slim, right? Yeah. Gordon D says, hello, guys. 99.5%. They will extend Leo things from Gordon. And legit, what Leo is worth, his weight, people will pay him. And sure, maybe his play has to go down. What's that the Matt says, but it's still amazing. Tiger. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, the, I, mean, I, w- I wouldn't put much stock into media throwing out reports. I mean, we're just doing it for clicks, man. And if any NHL general manager listens to media and is like, oh, that guy's really great. I don't know. I think they've kind of got their own people that they look at and talk to when they make their decisions. Maybe not the guys on the mics and writing articles, but I could be wrong. That'll do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. If you missed anything, check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's get to a sports update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.